You are entering another classroom, one so strange and unfamiliar it is scarcely recognizable as reality. Your next stop ahead, the Oddity Film Society. Oddity Film Society. Uh, despite what the intro said, we are not in the classroom, but times are definitely strange and unfamiliar right now. Uh, this week we watched Better Watch Out. I'm Anderson. I'm Thomas. Bev. Cameron. Jack. Uh, so, uh, Cameron, you had some, oh, this is going to be really weird because we're not in the same room like we normally are. We are, uh, recording, uh, in very distant so that, uh, we don't contribute to the end of the world. Um, so normally we would be sitting in room 303 of E.L. Crosley Secondary School, which is on Highway 20 in Pelham, Ontario, Canada. Uh, but, uh, I'm recording in uh in st david's where are you guys recording uh not too far away from Crosley, actually we're in ridgeville benwick welland and i'm stuck in Fort hill okay <laughs> uh so uh it'll be i think uh, a little <laughs> even more awkward than normal if that's a, a possibility <laughs> But uh, we're gonna try to make two. I'm I'm personally really happy that we're back together to talk about movies and stuff. It, uh, I think it'll be a nice distraction. Yeah, this is this is great. Excellent. Cool. I sounded very unenthusiastic. This <laughs> <laughs> is really nice. I am finding it it a little challenge to uh, to be enthusiastic about a lot of things right now. But I am enthusiastic about this. So, uh, yeah. movie news. Cameron. So, uh, Warner Brothers has announced that all of their films set for release in 2021 will be put on HBO Max uh, rather than going in theaters. So that is exciting news. Um, something that is a little bit more on the controversial side about it is that uh, it's only available for American users of HBO Max. Um but I think if you use a VPN to change your network over to uh, American, it should work. So movies like uh, Dune will be out on that. Uh, I think it said like beginning of 2021. So that's exciting. But I would share that. Anybody have thoughts on that? That's that interesting. The, that was the I, Wonder there, Woman. Hmm. <laughs> There's been some uh, upset about it, right? Yeah. Yeah, so... I mean, I guess if you can do that VPN thing, then it's, it's probably all right. Yeah, a lot of Canadians are upset that they don't get the chance that uh, Americans do. 
But I have NordVPN, so I'm fine with it. <laughs> the Wonder Woman thing that I mentioned before we started recording was about that, that Wonder Woman is going yep. to be uh, released on HBO Max and apparently in theaters as well. I think that's their plan. They're going to release everything in theater, but then also uh, on HBO, which is interesting that they're going that right. Yeah, uh, Tenet was kind of their test run for uh, putting like a like a big movie in theaters. I'm actually I didn't really look at their box office sales for Tenet, um, but I know that when I went, I was the only one in the theater, which is kind of sad. The okay. only the only person. There's only one person there. Well, like me and my brother and our family. Okay. But they don't count. We're technically one person. Ouch. <laughs> or, I'm not sure who to feel bad about in that situation. Uh, <laughs> how many other people do you think were in the, the theater when you went? Um, I think the only other movie that was playing was Spongebob. <laughs> and I didn't see anyone like in line or anything. So I'm not sure. But I know it was playing, so there had to have been somebody in there. And that's the only movie that you see? Since, yeah. since COVID? Yeah. Yeah. Has anybody else been to the theater? I haven't. No. What was... Here's an interesting question. The last movie everybody saw in theaters? Tenet. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to think. Um... Parasite? No. I did see Parasite in theaters. I don't know if that was the last movie. It would have been close to the last movie, probably. Because that was in March. That was the beginning of March that you saw that. How do you know when I saw it? Because we talked about it on the last okay. podcast. <laughs> I don't know if that podcast has been released. I should uh, I should track that down. I think it was in the the can, and uh, it just needs to be posted. So maybe I'll do that. That was the the Eternal Sunshine one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be cool if we could get that one out. Yeah. Maybe we can have two, two released in a single week. Oh my gosh, that'd be great. <laughs> Um, I, I don't know if I, the whole HBO thing, I don't have a VPN. Um, I think it's an interesting strategy. They were really hoping to release movies in the theater. They, they were optimistic. I believe that COVID would blow over a little bit, uh, and that they're still going to be releasing them, I, I think is interesting. They'll lose a lot of money. I think, but maybe they're hoping to make some money back with HBO Max subscriptions. Yeah. Um, can I talk about the last movie that I saw in theaters? Yeah. The last movie I saw in theaters was, and I would actually recommend this one, it's a pretty good one. It was called Disappearance at Clifton Hill. So it's a, it's a it was a locally made uh, movie. Very kind of, like, messed with your head type, partially maybe based on a true story. I'm not 100% sure. I think, I, I'm trying to think, of it, it might have been like a book or something. I can't, 
I can't exactly remember. But I saw that with a, a former member of the Oddity Film Society, um, Hunter. Um, that was nice. It was actually something really funny. One of the, I think it was, I don't know if it was one of the companies um, in the credits was Rhombus. And I think Mr. Anderson is the only one who will remember this, but that was a, a nickname, I think, Hunter gave to me. So that was kind of funny to see that. It was like a company name or whatever. But I would recommend it. It's a, it, was a, it was a fun movie. Well made. Pretty yeah, there was some there's some nice shots in there. Um, it's got David Cronenberg in it. Oh, nice. Uh, and it's a there's a lot there's a lot to do with the uh, flying saucer diner, which is it's fun to see all these. It's just nice to see a movie where they're not trying to hide that it's filmed in Canada. Like it's this is Canada, this is Niagara Falls, you know. Because you know I know a lot you know how a lot of movies film. You know, in Toronto and whatnot, uh, but they're like, it's Gotham City, but like this, it's it's just Canada, and I like that. Me too. I'm a big fan of uh, the Enemy movie, and it's uh... okay. Uh, we're back. There was a little glitch. I don't know uh, what exactly happened, but uh, we are recording again. Pardon me? Did we lose a lot, or was it just what you said there? No, I think it was, uh, I think we caught it pretty quick, so I don't think we have to worry about it. Um, yeah. It's not a a Blair Witch Project situation. Uh, how is, uh, uh, Hunter doing? Uh, it's been a bit since I've talked to him, but I think he was doing pretty good. Excellent. Uh, I was wondering if you chatted with him about maybe doing a, uh, a drop-in for one of our podcasts. Uh, do you want me to talk to him right now? I can text him. Uh, if you want to, you could do that right now. All right. Well, this is this is uh, this is raw. This is this is happening as we speak. <laughs> okay. Uh, don't make him feel any pressure. I won't. I okay. Won't. Uh, any other news? Movie news, media news, anything? I feel like a lot of stuff is uh, sort of on a hold. Yeah. Um, this is a movie that I recently uh, heard about, but it's called Mank. It's got Gary Oldman in it. I think it's a Netflix movie. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, I don't know if he, I don't know if Gary Oldman plays like a, if he's like a screenwriter or something. But I think it's set in the 1930s, and he is racing to finish. Uh, the movie Citizen Kane, but it looks really interesting. I'd like to give it a watch. I didn't even know it was about Citizen Kane until like I saw a review of it, and that was like some time after I'd seen the review. But it looks like a interesting movie. Do you know when it's being released? Well, I think it's on Netflix right now. I checked the oh, other really? day. Okay. So that's pretty cool. These have like a new movie out. Mm-hmm. I, I genuinely really find Gary Oldman's performances interesting. Yeah. Uh, there is a Metal Gear Solid movie, a video game movie starring Oscar Isaac. It's in development. 
I don't really care that it's Metal Gear Solid, uh, but I do like Oscar Isaac. Maybe you can have a, a nice dance number. Well, we, we, we start, he certainly wouldn't be wasting our time. Um, X Machina. Did, did anybody get that? Yes. <laughs> uh, Thank you, Anderson. <laughs> would, uh, would you like to move on to what we watched? Sure. Does anybody else have anything they want to talk about before we move on? Do we want to do uh, one movie each, or should we just go through everything that we've we've kind of watched, or whatever we want to talk about? Um, you know my answer. Okay, we'll do everybody. Um, I'll start off uh, because I think my list is uh, kind of uninspired. I I have no memory left, um, but uh, these are things that I have watched kind of uh, recently, and then maybe also uh, over covid um i watched uh queenie and slim directed by melina matsukas and uh it's a i think the less you know about it uh the better but it um it's kind of like a road trip story um about uh a guy and a girl who just uh sort of travel across the united states it uh I, I thought that it was beautiful to look at and the the narrative was relatively simple but also um really pretty riveting uh about 10 minutes in i uh i was hooked um and i think a lot of that's due in part to knowing pretty much nothing about it has anybody else seen that no but i've heard really really good things about it I remember seeing the trailers in the cinemas. <laughs> That's about it. Okay. Uh, I also watched uh, The Lighthouse, directed by Robert Eggers. Um, yeah. And uh, I liked it quite a bit, too. It didn't hit me in the same way that The Witch did, and it might be because I don't really understand it, as well as I think I understood The Witch. Cameron, you have something uh, to add? I'm going to talk about it later. That's one of the movies I'm going to go in-depth about. But I loved it. You loved it? So much. Well, can we I talk about it, it now instead of having to wait? Of course. So, okay, so I watched the behind-the-scenes mm-hmm. uh, also as well. And uh, it's just beautiful. My brother, I watched it with my brother. And for the reasons that he hated it, it's the reasons that I loved it. And I think that, it, that like, I don't know, I think that's why I like it so much, is that, like, I can't even form words. Like, the more you think about it, like, the better it is. Um, and performance-wise, uh, like, Defo, I think that's how you say his name, was, like, brilliant. I think it was fantastic. Um, I loved his accent. And I... we all know my opinion of Patterson. He was he yes. he's consistently turning out really interesting performances, um, mm-hmm. doing these kind of smaller movies until Batman comes out, uh, yeah. where he's taking risks and uh, I, I think he's sort of shed the 
the twilight stigma that he mm-hmm. had for a while. Uh, Willem Dafoe, I thought, was pretty outstanding. His accent was so thick. It was kind of like The Witch in that I, I'm not really sure what he said maybe a third of the time. I yeah, want to yeah. wa- watch it again, I think, maybe with subtitles. That's exactly what I was just going to say. I rented it on iTunes, and it wasn't available with uh, subtitles, but I think if I watched it, I only gave it a 9 out of 10, but I think if I watched it with subtitles and understood the dialogue more, I think that it would be a 10 out of 10 as well. Maybe we could watch that uh, this year. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, It's something interesting to look at, like, in depth, uh, especially, like, the story. There's different ways to interpret the ending. Um, but the final shot is just <laughs> chef's kiss. I had, like, the... Uh, with that, with the first shot that you see of like yeah. the front of the ship, when I saw that in theaters at the the film house, I just had like a huge smile on my face and like the horn and everything that was like I was like, yeah, this is this is awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, it does benefit from discussion because it it I think it works like a metaphor, mm-hmm. so you can you can definitely have uh, a lot to unpack and different. Uh, different interpretations about what it would be about. Uh, I also watched uh, Damien Chazelle's First Man, uh, and I loved it. I, I stayed away from it for quite a while. Uh, biopics don't do a lot for me, but it was it was really dramatic and, uh, and pretty enthralling. Uh, I'm interested in pretty much anything that he would do. Um, what else? More recently, I watched, uh, along with some other people, George Miller's Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> which, uh, for an action movie, I really like it. It uh, it just sort of starts and drops you in this world and doesn't really give much time for you to breathe, which is refreshing for uh, for a movie that it's, it's just sort of like action from beginning to end. And the making of it is, is pretty interesting, too. I also watched I'm Thinking of Ending Things, directed by Charlie Kaufman, and I think I loved it. Thanks. Yeah. Well, no, I, please. I have I to watch it. I have to watch it again. Uh, but it was it was peculiar. It was tense. It was not unlike The Lighthouse in that it, it's a kind of art house horror movie but it plays into metaphor as well uh, I thought the performances were really good um, and just unsettling I think maybe the last act might be my least favorite which is a little unfortunate but on a, on a rewatch that might change and then I had a really unusual experience watching totally under control um a documentary by alex gibney about uh the response to covid in the united states and it felt really surreal watching it i, I felt like i stepped into a time machine in a way because I've, I've never watched a documentary that i felt like i was still living because so much of it is still going on right now and it was so so recent and we're still living through it that it it, it just seemed like a very odd experience about watching something that was filmed like it was a piece of history, but it's 
still current. Mm. So it, it kind of felt like a an out of body experience. And that's me. I'm done. Okay. Thomas, do you want to go? Yeah. Let's see if we can get that 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 nice scroll opening noise. <laughs> um. So let's see. I watched 1917. It's pretty good. Um. I have a huge gripe about it. They, you know, how like there was the whole thing about like it was all done in one shot. So there. Has any who who here has seen it all? So Cameron has. Um, so there's a scene. I think he's in like a he's in like a old abandoned house, and like a like the, the sorry the main character the main soldier um, is in like this uh, abandoned house, and then like another uh, soldier comes out and they shoot at each other. So I think something happens and. The, the protagonist soldier, he, like, falls down the stairs and he gets, like, knocked out. Um, and then the screen kind of, like, fades to black. And then when you, like... And then it, like, fades, uh, like, back into the scene. And the camera is, like, in a different position. It's kind of a nitpick, but it feels like it's the type of thing that it's, like, almost breaks the the whole rule that they kind of set of, like, it all being in one take. Even though it's not all done in one take, but it's made to look like it's all been in one take, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. They are um, long takes, though, right? Yeah, they're... Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, don't think I, they're long. I'm assuming there's some pretty long one takes in there. Well, but, it was, like, all one, like, all like the walking kind of stuff like was them walking through a field so it was just a lot of like kind of like empty time sort of thing where we're just kind of watching the soldier walk through a field and we're like oh okay mm -hmm. should happen now i don't know i it, that movie doesn't sit right with me because i think the whole one take thing is just to distract you from the fact that it, it has not like it's not a good storyline and the trailer gives the entire movie away so i don't know it ends with him. You, you see him like running. Yeah. There, I have an interesting. People may already know this, but he like when he's running. He's there's one part. It's in the trailer, and he's running beside like a, a trench, and there's all these other soldiers that are running forwards, like into a battlefield, and he's running sideways. And there's he bumps into a couple people, um, and that was actually. Not supposed to happen. Yeah, but they just like yeah, just like bumps into like two people, and, like knocks them over. Um, so that's kind of interesting that they kept it in there. I don't actually know if they put that stuff in the trailer, but you see him running in the trailer. But I I don't think that's much of a spoiler to say that he bumps into people. <laughs> um, Can you judge oh. a movie though based on a trailer giving it away? Um. I don't think it's right to, but, but I think that because it has such a weak storyline to begin with, hmm. that it can be all shown in a trailer, kind of just proves my point that it wasn't a good movie. 
in my opinion. I know there's I know of somebody who like it's one of their favorite movies of all time. And like shout out to Roger Deakins for it, but I it's not my thing. I don't know I don't think I dislike it, but I don't love it either. Mm-hmm. I'm kinda halfway. Like I'd watch it again gladly. I think it's a I think it's an alright movie. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. With the expectations that it was set by winning Best Picture for Golden Globes before I was able to see it, I think that my expectations were also, like, skyrocketed. So when it finished, I was like, oh. Okay. I remember when I first heard about it and I heard that it was in one take. I thought that it was actually in one take. And I was <laughs> like, that's impressive. <laughs> and then I was like, oh. Because I didn't really... Yeah, I was, like, right when I first found out about it. That yeah. would be cool to see a movie that actually, like, did that. Did, like, it, actually, did it benefit it at all from seeing... They were somehow able to plan things out completely. You know, like, it would probably take, like, a... Oh, it would take so long if it was, like, a feature-length movie, but, like, that would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, to actually see it, you know, done for real. But all in all, it was a pretty good movie. I'll move on. So we took a lot of time on this one. Um, Uncut Gems. It was all right. Um, I think, again, there was... I think I got it really hyped up as, like, this really stressful movie to watch. And I kind of felt that a couple times. But I think it was overhyped, for me at least. Um... The Irishman. That's a really good movie. I would. Oh, did you ever finish it, uh, Cameron? No. <laughs> I haven't even tried. I honestly forgot about it. How I far in it... did you get? Half an hour, okay. forty-five minutes. No, you only got like four more, four and a half more hours. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that long. Um, I don't know. Maybe it depends on like if you enjoy the. Like enjoy Martin Scorsese movies like that. I don't know, but I I thought it was really good. I it didn't feel too long for me, but I don't know. Why do you think it um, didn't grab you immediately, Cameron? Um, I'm not sure. Honestly, I think if I tried it again, then I would probably make it to the end. Um. It's the same kind of thing with, like, The Godfather. Like, those kind of movies just don't really catch me. Like, mm-hmm. old man sitting <laughs> in a room together kind of thing. But... And it, and it, it is kind of a lot of that. Like, just yeah. talking and stuff. I want action. But... I, want, I, want to see, I want to see a re-edit of The Irishman in, in one take. <laughs> Maybe even longer. Um, so yeah, like, I guess it depends on if you enjoy those types of movies, but I would recommend it to anyone, really. Um, I also watched, uh, the TV show, another local TV show, uh, Kim's Convenience. Mm. Um, it's a, it's a a pretty funny show. It's, uh, I think it's filmed in Toronto. Yeah, my cousin plays baseball with the main character's son. (laughs) The fun part. Yeah. Who, uh, with the, uh, I'm trying to think, the 
the father in the show? I think so. I don't know. That I'm father sure. guy. Uh, that's 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 cool. Actually, that's a that's a fun little uh, tidbit. <laughs> <laughs> um, that fa- the father in the show is actually uh, on the Mandalorian. Uh, I think because I think he's like a big Star Wars fan or like cosplay fan. I think that's kind of cool. That see. Um, to see that. I haven't actually watched it yet, but I've seen pictures and stuff, and I thought that was interesting. Um, also, that, uh, I think there's, has anybody else seen the show I'm talking about, or does it not make any sense? I haven't watched it. I, I know of it, but yeah. I haven't seen it. I, I, I would recommend it, but the, there's another character in the show who's actually going to be in the, I think the main character in one of the upcoming Marvel movies, I think it's like Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings. So that's cool to see some of these, uh, you know, like local people kind of branching out and, you know, getting to be in these uh, big things, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Arrested Development, I, well, I started that, like, again from the beginning. I didn't really watch much of it. I don't. I didn't find it as funny this time. Or like as good maybe, but I don't know. Maybe I have to give it a another chance. Uh, Color Out of Space. I watched that on Halloween. Uh, it's all right. It's the it's it's a some interesting performance from uh, Nicolas Cage. Kind of like the type of thing where he's like, I don't know if I should be laughing at like what he's doing because he's being like really cruel. Like, in, like, some of the stuff he says, but it's, like, that weird kind of overacting thing that I think is maybe intentional. I'm not 100% sure. But it was all right. I, I mean, I, I'd recommend it, but it's not, a, it's not a great movie. It's not a terrible movie, though, but sure, I'd give it a recommend. Um, Watchmen. I watched the 2009 movie. It's all right. Um, and then I also watched the 2019 uh, TV show, which is really good. Um, what did you think of that, uh, Mr. Anderson? I know you watched it. I despise the movie. I think it completely, in, in trying to mimic the comic so much, it, it missed what I think the comic was trying to do um, by uh, a wide margin. Which is weird because it's trying to be so faithful. Uh, the television show I, I thought was really timely um, in its uh, exploration of racism and prejudice, um, and it um, <clears throat> it also respected its audience. I think really well. It didn't try to explain things in detail about what it was attempting to do it just sort of told the story that it wanted and expected you to keep up regardless of how unusual and bizarre things got i liked it yeah it, it's this is maybe kind of a small thing but it was so nice to see uh vigilante costumes that were just homemade looking like homemade like like just like fabric and stuff because in the 2009 movie, it's, like, very custom-made looking. Or, like, well, the, the ones in the comics and the TV show are custom-made looking, but in a different way. 
Like, they look very fancy and, like, and all that in the 2009 movie. I, I, I'm trying to find a word for what I'm trying to say. Like, they look... They look cool. They look cool in, they the, look, in the movie. They look too perfect. They look too perfect. But in the comics, they're, like, just kind of not very good costumes. But I I like it. And I like that they they did that in the show. And the show is also a, a sequel to the comic, which is interesting. Um, but has anybody else seen Watchmen? Either of them? No. No? Um... And the last thing I watched, there's been all kinds of things I watched, but I'll just say this last one. This is a, I very much recommend this one. It's a cartoon miniseries called Over the Garden Wall. Um, it's really good. I, I won't say much about it, but I would definitely recommend it. It's only 10 episodes, and the episodes are about, you know, 10 to 12 minutes long. But there's, like, really great music that was written specifically for the show and the animation is really nice um it's got some really good uh voice acting in it uh elijah wood uh tim curry uh christopher lloyd uh john cleese there's you know it's it's got a lot of good people in it so big recommend for me over the garden wall um all right, let's move on because I feel like I've been talking for a long time, and, and <laughs> I feel like not much, no, not many people have said much other things. So I'm gonna let some other people uh, talk. Cameron. Sure. Um. So I write down. Do you want me to time this? Stuff. Do you want me to time how long yeah. it takes you? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm gonna see how fast I can do it. So yeah, I, I write down everything. Wait, 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 wait. I'm not going. Fast. Oh, okay. And um, yeah. So this is everything from Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. So like our last podcast movie to now. Okay, ready? Okay, ready. Yeah. Go. Okay. Yeah. What's Steven Spielberg? Great Frozen Two, Good Burger, Isle of Dogs, Lady Bird, Mamma Mia. Cheer, which is a docu-series, Tiger King docu-series, It Chapter 2, Baby Driver, Fantastic Mr. Fox, The Help, Marvin's Room, Surviving R. Kelly, which is a docu-series, The Wrong Missy, I, Tanya, Carrie, 1976, Hereditary, Grudge 2, Superbad, Midnight in Paris, Shutter Island, Never Have I Ever, Last Black Man in San Francisco, The Truman Show, Clueless, all three of the John Mulaney specials on Netflix, My Neighbor Totoro, Bow, which is a short film on Disney+, Plus. Did you say Spirit Dow? Away, Great Gatsby, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, Back to the Future 1, Jaws, Legally Blonde, Mid-90s, which is a rewatch, Stand By Me, rewatch, Scary Movie, Scary Movie 2, Scary Movie 3 and a half, Euphoria, Phineas and Ferb, Candace Against the Universe, <laughs> True Romance, Tenet, I'm Thinking of Anything, The Florida Project, Being John Malkovich, Moonlight, Silence of the Limbs, Knives Out, Superbad, which is a rewatch, Hamilton, Cuties, Black Klansman, The Nightmare Before Christmas, Crash, Kid Gorgeous, John Mulaney Special, Radio City, Comeback Kid, Good Time, Monster House, Hubie Halloween, American Murder, Family Next Door, Whiplash, Frank and Weenie, which is short, Lava Short, uh, Frank and Weenie Adventure Short, 10 Things I Hate About You, Abducted in Plain Sight, 
a random KKK documentary I watched on YouTube, Euphoria Again, Twilight, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Psycho, Twilight New Moon, uh, oh, I squ- oh wait, Twilight, Twilight Moon, New Moon, Twilight Eclipse, Twilight Breaking Dawn Part 1, Twilight Breaking Dawn Part 2, American Psycho, 10 Things I Hate About You, and The Lighthouse. <sighs> How long was that? Was that, was that in How order? Long? So Nine. that was about a minute and 47 seconds. That's impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that was a lot of movies to list off in such a short amount of time. Thomas, you should take note. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I will. <laughs> uh, I am curious what you thought about True Romance. Yeah. Um, I liked it. Um, I don't know. Uh, it was kind of like a, a good movie that I would watch again, but I don't really have that many thoughts on kind of thing. Um, I watched it after watching Euphoria because that's what one of the girls is for uh, Halloween. She's Alabama. So I thought that was cool. And I liked it. I don't know. I, I gave it a... I believe I gave it an 8. Um... This isn't high praise, but it's my favorite Tarantino movie. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not high praise. Uh, but he didn't direct it, and I think that might be one of the reasons. He just wrote yeah. it. Um, I, I love the scene in the trailer park with um, the like the, the interrogation scene, the uh, the origin of uh, of Italian heritage, I think, is is incredible. It's great dialogue. It's incredibly tense. I gave it a 7 out of 10. 7. Which is high for me. Um, yeah, I liked it. Yeah, I, I, you can kind of feel like the whole Tarantino, Harvey Weinstein kind of present in the writing room kind of thing that you get uh, when they're writing a movie. But, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I like it. the score, too. I like the, um, the, uh, the metal... Like kind of calypso drums, I think that's kind of kind of sweet. Yeah, that was a long time ago. I watched that. That was that was the last movie I watched before seeing Tenet. So, uh, it's exciting stuff. Um, so, which ones so, did you want to talk about? Uh, I'll go in depth on Good Time and I think Shutter Island too, which is one that I actually really really enjoyed. Um, so, Good Time, the Safdie brothers, uh, same brothers that did, uh, Uncut Gems. This movie, I very much enjoyed because of how intense it was, and I'm not, like, the kind of person, I talk about this on basically every podcast, but I don't really, like, get into movies, and I don't really, like, feel, like, emotion from movies, uh, but Good Time definitely got, like, my heart racing and all that kind of stuff. Um, Performance-wise, it's pretty incredible. Uh, Benny Safdie, uh, like, acted it in, him, acted in it himself, um, and he was phenomenal. And Robert Pattinson, of course, was great. Um, and the poster, this is something that, like, uh, doesn't get talked about very often, but the poster is also incredible. Um... It's him in the, like, Sprite bottle or whatever, and the colors are really nice. Um, I actually only gave it a 9 out of 10, uh, just because 
I feel like I didn't get full closure at the very end of it. I would have liked to see uh, the one, like, the, like, 15-year-old girl that was with them for the course of the story gets arrested at the end, and we don't really see what happens to her, uh, which I would have liked. Um, but, yeah, that was a movie that definitely stood out to me, and I watched that kind of a while back. Um, and then Shutter Island I watched... That was at the end of last year's school year. My brother and I had to watch um, like kind of like a psychological thriller kind of thing for media, or not media studies, uh, our psychology class. And I gave it a 10 out of 10 um, because of the plot twist. Um, I think that it was pretty incredible that we were like, on this whole journey, but we really weren't. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that's also another movie that stood out to me because I watched that, like, as I said, like, probably, like, June or so, so quite a long time ago. Um, and I definitely want to rewatch it again, but it definitely won't have the same effect that it did the first time I watched it. It's kind of one of those movies that you'll never be able to watch kind of twice again and feel the same way, uh, like, similar to, like, Parasite or something. Um, but yeah, um, I guess I'll go kind of a little bit in depth on the Florida Project, which is another one that I watched. Um, I really, really like the performance. Um, I think Brooklyn Kimberly is her name, the little girl, and I think that she does a really, really good job, um, in all the movies that she's in, but I think this was also really well done because I felt something at the end. I almost cried. But I didn't. It was close. Um, but yeah, <laughs> that's it for me. Bev, would you like to regale us with anything that you've watched? Um, sure. So I've been getting into anime lately. So most of my list is just that. Um, I also watched the Sonic movie yesterday. Um, so for anime, I'm almost done, Psyche K, and then I watched The Promised Neverland, Violet Evergarden, Anyo, and Banana Fish, which I loved, and the end destroyed me. I cried so hard, um, and I'm still not over it. I think whoever wrote that ending needs to be, like, punished. Like, that should be illegal to crush my dreams like that. It was so close to ending the way I wanted it to, and then it didn't. So, yeah. Um, I also watched some of the Star Wars movies, and I started season four of Big Mouth, and I also started Orange is the New Black. That's and pretty much it. <laughs> are you enjoying any of those? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, Big Mouth is always a favorite of mine. Um, and Orange is the New Black is better than the first time I'm trying to start. Um, I don't know why, it just is now. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a lot to say. No, that's okay. Uh, Jack, do you have anything that you would like to add? Anything you've been watching? I've been grinding out The Mandalorian. Every Friday. Does um, that mean that you haven't been enjoying it? You're grinding it out? That means you are enjoying no, it. Yeah? Okay. Yeah, that's 
it's an expression, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I've rewatched it multiple times already. Um, I um also have rewatched um Star Wars: The Clone Wars: Siege of Mandalore. That is my favorite, and I watch a lot of Star Wars. Um, I I rewatched Star Wars: Rebels. Zero Hour Part One and Two, because mostly because it has one of my favorite characters in it, because he's um he's he's really smart and I just like that about him. But and I'm trying to think, what did I watch that wasn't Star Wars? <laughs> <laughs> Mandalorian, I think, is my favorite Star Wars. But kind of like with Tarantino, that's not saying a lot. Yeah. Uh, and I know I didn't only watch Star Wars. Oh, I rewatched Into the Spider-Verse when they added it to Netflix a couple weeks ago. That is a great movie. Uh, because I saw it back when it came out, and then I hadn't seen it since. And... That's okay. We can come back to you if you want. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Lots of Star Wars, that's what I know. Okay. Um, so we are moving on to our review. Uh, did we want to talk about our food pairings before the movie or after? Are we gonna... Another thing, Are we, when are we gonna do the uh, characters... Uh, I thought we said we would do our favorite Christmas characters at the end. Oh, okay. Is that okay? You want to do it now? I, I'm, I, I, I don't care. I'm fine with whatever. Okay. I say we do the characters at the end. Okay. Okay. So, uh, the plot synopsis for Better Watch Out, um... Directed by Chris Peckover, um, short little summary, um, on a quiet suburban street, a babysitter must defend a 12-year-old boy from intruders, only to discover it's far from a normal home invasion. Uh, according to the Thermometer, um, critics have it sitting at 89%, um, and the consensus is carried by its charismatic young cast. Better Watch Out is an adorably sinister holiday horror film. But there seems to be a, a sort of discrepancy because it uh, its score drops off to 65% for the audience score. If I was going to pair a food stuff to go along with uh, Better Watch Out, I would pick a Costco hot dog with plenty of mustard and ketchup. That is exactly what I was thinking. Yeah? Well, not the Costco hot dog part, okay. but like something with ketchup and mustard on it. <laughs> uh, Thomas, I can't hear you. Sorry. Um, does right. it have to be like a food or could it be like a drink? I guess it could be a drink. Okay, I'd say maybe, like, a bottle of champagne. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Heavy on the pain? Oh, it's such a weird movie. 
It's so never weird. seen it before hearing us say this kind of stuff is like <laughs> peculiar. Um Beverly, what would you pair with it? Um ketchup Doritos. Ooh, okay. That's a good one. Yeah. Jack? Mm. We'll come back to you. <laughs> uh, okay, so... You're making me think and I don't like it. Okay, well, then stop thinking. Um, what did you guys think of Better Watch Out? I think I liked it more than I thought that I would. Okay. I don't know. I got excited when I saw um, Dacre Montgomery's name in the uh, opening credits. Okay. Mm-hmm. But um, that was shot down pretty quick. Also, they dressed him up really funny, and I thought that was weird. Uh, yeah, the uh, the the costuming. Um, was he the ex boyfriend that came later? Yeah. Yeah. Like the backwards hat. Mm-hmm. He that character bugged me a lot. Um, I didn't know a lot about this movie going in. I saw the little thumbnail on uh, on Prime for a while. And then I think Beverly suggested it, um, and Thomas echoed that suggestion. And I probably would have gotten around to it eventually. It's a Christmas movie. It's a horror movie. Sounds pretty good. Um, I usually like home invasions. And I think I almost aggressively hated this movie. Really? Yeah. Oh. We're never yeah. on the same page. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about it. It's very weird. I feel like I watched a little bit of the trailer, and I was like, and I watched like just a little bit, and I and I was like, I feel like I know so much about this movie already, and I was worried. There was still several twists and turns in there that I was like, oh, oh man, what? <laughs> but... You know, where I was like, oh my gosh, this is just like, what am I watching right now? Yeah. But it was, but like, I felt, I think I knew that there was something up. Like, I think I got, like, there's the part in the trailer where the kid's like, isn't this so exciting? So, so I think my theory was like, oh, so, so like, this home invasion happens, and then maybe they kill the, like, the, the robbers or whatever. And then it, like, becomes, like, gets really weird because he's like, yeah, this is great that we've just killed this person. So it's kind of like that, but not quite. Or I think there was something with the boyfriend I was thinking. So, like, there were some things that I knew or that I had pieced together but were slightly wrong when I actually ended up watching the movie. But there was some, there was, yeah, it was, it's kind of hard to explain. But anyways. Anderson, what did you hate? What did I? Well, can can we hear everybody's general sort of response oh. first? Yeah. Yeah. Beverly, <laughs> Beverly what do you think? Um. Well, at first, I was like, "Oh, like, is this gonna be like a scary kind of slasher movie?" And, like, the spiders scared me a lot, honestly. <laughs> like, I jumped really hard when the spider, like, touched her hand. Yeah, those um, are pretty creepy looking. Yeah. yeah, and they were big. 
Like yeah. those house spiders. The spider um, is one of the things that, that really bothered me. <laughs> yeah. One of the things that I wrote down was look the blue which is shortly after she tumbles down the stairs. Can you go I back and tell us kind of funny. Can you go back and tell us what you wrote down because you started kind of stuttering a little bit. Um, I wrote what the bleep is going on. Oh, okay. Because I did not know what to think. And then the further it progressed, I was like, what? <laughs> and I, I don't know. It was kind of uncomfortable to watch because there's like, I don't know if it's kind of a spoiler, but like these children like sexually harassing their babysitter yeah. and that was just uncomfortable. yeah it was it was weird it's definitely a weird movie i i was uncomfortable with it as well and yeah. not not a a fun uncomfortable it made me feel icky yeah it was gonna get way worse though and, and i think that's why i felt icky um i i've watched it kind of almost twice through um i uh i watched it i kind of dozed off and then i watched it again today um all the way through and and i fell asleep for a part and i woke up and i watched the end um but today i watched it all the way through and knowing that it wasn't going to go too far in in those directions did make me feel a little bit better but i still felt uncomfortable Um, because it, it, it was exploitive, I felt, yeah. of the female character, and, um, we'll get into that. Uh, Jack, did you have a chance to watch it? Yeah. What'd you think? Well, like you said, it was very unsettling. Mm-hmm. Though, I definitely, like, like, got the, kind of the, the feeling that the, the main kid that you meet in the beginning... Like, he was definitely, there was something definitely wrong with him mentally. Mm-hmm. Like, I could, I figured that out pretty quickly. And I could tell just by the way he acted towards people. And I got pretty messed up that, and, and, but, and like you said, I was wondering how far they would actually go with it. And they didn't go as far as I thought they would, but it went. It went to some places, and we'll just call it special. (laughs) Um, So there's a lot about this movie that I I would normally gravitate towards. Um, Home Invasion movies, I think, are kind of fun. I like that they were doing a take on Home Alone, and they, they even spoofed one of the traps, and they... They lay the ground. Actually, they lay the groundwork for almost everything throughout the movie. So it felt a little bit like it was script by the numbers. Like let let's mention things in the the first fifteen to twenty minutes, and we'll pay off on everything. It felt very obvious, like all the close ups on like the pencil under the rug and everything. I was like, yeah. And I think there was maybe you might have seen the pencil in the in the. Uh, trailer i can't remember but it was definitely it was definitely like oh that's gonna come back and that's gonna come back and this is gonna come back Mm -hmm. and all that 
And, and normally movies will do that with a few things, but it felt like they were trying to pay off a lot. Like even the um, the hat that the kid was wearing to, to fake the invasion. It's like, oh, that's, that's his hat. And so when they're, they're going through the, the family photos, you see the family photo of him and his mom and dad, and he's wearing this like kind of horned toque. Um, so the more there were paybacks, I think the more it felt kind of forced it didn't feel very natural uh but the the home alone thing i thought was a really fun kind of premise uh home invasion i really like that it's a single night in a single setting i adore those kind of claustrophobic movies uh this felt a little stressed though because they're in a neighborhood and it, it felt like escaping shouldn't have been that hard but I guess they sort of explore that with the, the threat of if you leave, you die. Um, and she does get out, almost, that one time. That was frustrating. Um, yeah. That she was, like, so close, and then... Yeah, she was really well, close. What happened? Who threw the... She, she got the brick thrown at her, but who did that? Who threw that? I didn't... Uh, like, what the kid, or was yeah, it I think it was Luke. Shotgun at the beginning, I think that had to drag her back so that he didn't get killed by like the Luke kid. I'm pretty sure. Am I right? So, sorry, you kind of, I, you kind of cut out a little bit there. Um, I think it was like I think the kid's name is Derek. Is that what his name is? Luke, the friend. Yeah, like the friend. Oh, I think Garrett. It was Darren. Garrett. Garrett. Oh, I was yeah. off. No, that's okay. Um, <laughs> But I think he was, like, pulling her back because he didn't want to get in trouble by Luke or whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. Because it was his job to watch her. Yeah, well, he chased I... her out the back door. And then she beat him up in the backyard. And then she was making her way down the front. And I, I think it was Luke that that pelted her with the brick. Mm. He's the one that, that drags her back into the house. Mm. I think. And and that kind of works with most of the movie because I don't think Garrett does anything really excessively wrong. Like, he never really hurts her. Mm-hmm. Um, a major issue I had with the movie was... Okay, so um, there's the spider that we get at the beginning, and then that pays off in the end a little bit. But he lets the spider go outside that they see early on like she freaks out it's a spider and and then he grabs it and then he releases it outside but then later on he has pet spiders yeah it's a spider like i don't understand like why he has this pet spider that's monstrous but then there's also this monster spider that's just kind of roaming around the house that he collects and then just releases into the wild that's true i didn't even think about that it's like his pet spider was something they added later yeah. Or something? Because it, yeah. I think that's where, that's what it was. Then she, wasn't it just like when she was in the attic, it was like all of a sudden spiders all over her. And it wasn't like, it was like, where did all these spiders come from? And I think it was just he threw the container of things. And I think it was just like, I'm assuming they were all his pet spiders and he just released the one to not look suspicious. Like, why would it be yeah. like... Okay. Instead of releasing it, he's just gonna like, okay, I'm just gonna go upstairs into the attic. Give me a minute. That would be suspicious if he if he left. But this way, he just 
Elise is it, and he's got more upstairs. Okay. What what I, was it, what was it that you I were guess. not not a hundred percent? Well, what were you like? Not what did you not like about that? Uh, could so the spider scares her in the kitchen and then he comes and he gets it and he releases it and he seems so tender about it um and he releases it not in front of her he releases it away and he's like there you go buddy and then this is the same kid that kills his best friend's hamster seems kind of weird and then that he releases that spider and then he has at the end he collects a spider and he puts it into a little cage it just seemed disjointed. But also, me. he only put the one spider back in the cage. Mm-hmm. So, like, all the ones from the attic, which are exactly the same as the one that he left outside and the one that he put in the cage, like, these massive spiders are not just chilling up there in his attic. Right. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think it would have been better if they maybe like did like smaller spiders but like the fact that it's all like the identical giant like beige spider throws us off yeah it would have been it would have made more sense and i think it would have been more effective if it was like she freaks out over like a a common spider and he releases Uh it out or or you don't see what he does with it um Uh and then later on the the big spiders because that's that's a call to home alone with the the spider that escapes yeah, I, I didn't even make that connection. Uh, yeah, that is a big part of Home Alone, though. Yeah. Um, the premise that a twelve-year-old needs a babysitter, I found really weird. Yes. Okay, that is exactly what I thought. I'm like, there is no way that would be babysitting a kid that old. Like, that's so weird. But like, at the same time, like, was it because like he is this like irresponsible kid? That, like, has drank alcohol with his friend before and sleepwalks. That's also what I was thinking. I, I think they could have established that a little bit more. Yeah. They, they could have had... So, like, there's definitely some weird stuff going on with the mom. Um, when he mentions, like, cuddling with his mom until he fell asleep and all of a sudden she just stopped. Like, but I didn't see much of that represented when the mom was around. If the mom was a little more doting, maybe, or a little... Like, the dad's clearly, like, a creepy guy, too, because, like, when the the babysitter shows up, he's like, oh, you're... I don't know, like, he compliments her on how she looks, and he keeps on, like, eyeing her. Yeah. And that's... So, like, I I get some icky stuff going on with him, but the mom seems relatively fine, other than maybe drinking too much. Yeah. Um, And then there's a little bit about the... um, that little white noise machine that he listens to to go to sleep, which is supposed to mimic, like, the sound of the womb. So, the, the, like, there's some stuff going on there. But I feel like they don't... I'll probably sound like a hypocrite. Because normally I, I suggest that, that less is more. But I feel like this movie, in, in doing less, it's it's a little inconsistent. It needed more. Yeah. Um, it's and, kind and, of... Yeah. And the more could have been subtle. Mm-hmm. But it, it's and and I think maybe it's it's um, an example of of showing instead of telling, like they tell me a little bit but they're not showing me a lot, mm-hmm. and I'd rather have have the information just sort of shown to me for me to piece it, piece it together unless I I'm missing things. But yeah, like he doesn't seem particularly 
Like, he seems very smart, and, like, he's got his parents figured out and wrapped around his finger. The mom seems concerned about him, but, like, then the, the friend gets to run around free, like, and his parents aren't really concerned. Like, it just seemed yeah. a little... a little odd. Um... I don't know. I, those might be my major nitpicks. Oh, I also don't really understand the whole pencil on the door thing. So that if it drops, they can hear. I don't know, but when you hear him walking around... I think you'd hear him walking around more than you'd hear a pencil hitting a carpet. Yeah. That's I just to add to him. <laughs> I, I think it was... Sorry, sorry, I interrupted you for... No, of course. Um... I think it was, I think, didn't the mom say that it was, um, like, didn't she say that it was so they would know? Like, maybe not necessarily the sound, but so they would know that he got up? Because the pencil would have been, would have been on the ground. But, like, how do you not wake up to that? Or, like, the babysitter's downstairs and hears that. Ah, uh, I don't know. I think it's the whole sequence of, like, him trying to make everything look normal at the end where he's trying to get the pencil on the door and then has to go outside, almost gets by his parents, like that kind of thing. Do you, do you think it was just a big setup for that? Yeah, just yeah. so that we can kind of have like that final, like, oh, is he going to get away with it kind of? Yeah, I had a, that was that, that very much back and forth. We'll get to it, but. Yeah. The pencil does yeah. pop up a lot because he stabs the guy in the cheek with it. Um, then he remembers that he has to go and put the pencil by the body at the end. So, like, it, it does add to the... Wait. What? He forgets to put the pencil back in the guy's cheek and then put it on the ground, but there's still another pencil that he puts up on the door. Yes. That's supposed to be the same pencil, though. Maybe they bought a multi-pack? It was under the carpet when he grabbed it. Was it? When he grabbed it to stab the guy, he grabs it from underneath the carpet yeah. and stabs the guy. Yeah. Downstairs. Yeah. She can puts it in the... I think he grabs a second pencil just out of his room, and it's just an extra pencil. But it was the same one. Wasn't it like a blue pencil with like... This he grabbed pencil? it off the ground. There's no way that he grabbed... No. That's a giant plot hole right there. Okay. <laughs> I'm not sure that's a plot hole. It, it, it might be, but I, I can believe that they have more than one of the same pencil. Yeah. Um, it was a very... Okay, I gotta look this up to okay. see what it looks like. Cause I feel like it was a very specific-looking pencil. But I don't understand the the use of the pencil, really. If, um... I, I think Thomas is right. I think the mom says, like, this is how we know if he's stayed in his room. But that doesn't seem to be a very safe way to do that. If you have a kid and you're worried about him sleepwalking, you, you'd want to know if the kid's up and out of bed, not to know if maybe or not he left his room by chance. So, like, if that's going to work, you'd have to get up in the middle of the night and check his door multiple times. It just yeah. seemed kind of... Like, I, th I think it's an excuse, like you mentioned, Cameron, to to create some tension at the end and one thing for him to to keep in, in mind. Um, so, yeah, the, the pencil conceit just seemed kind of wonky to me. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like I've complained. Oh, oh, another thing that really bugs me, the, the kid dancing. 
I hated his oh, dancing. Baseball bat? His dancing, uh, he does it, I think, earlier before the girl gets there. He dances through his house a little bit. Then there's the dancing with the baseball bat. And then he dances at the end when he's cleaning up. Mm. Could it be like an homage to kind of like a Joker going insane, embracing the psychotity kind of thing? Maybe. But, but this also came out before the 2019 Joker. Did it? And you I, don't really see that in Dark Knight or anything. I got a little bit more of like a, um, a risky business vibe, which is an old Tom Cruise movie. I don't know if anybody's seen it. He dances in his underwear. Um, I was that for Halloween last year. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, Home Alone spoofs that too. Mm. When he's Home Alone, he does the, the kind of like sock slide in his yeah. house. And, and I... I kind of took it as probably more a Home Alone, another Home Alone sort of homage, like the paint can and the spider and mm-hmm. and the Christmas carols and stuff. Um, but his dancing just seemed, and maybe because he's a 12-year-old boy, it's supposed to look awkward, but it just looked, it looked like he was, like he was trying to dance as opposed to him actually dancing. Yeah. Uh, the actor's 14 years old in that movie. Yeah. That when they filmed it, I yeah, yeah, uh, fourteen or fifteen because he he's eighteen now. Good for him because I think he did an okay job. Mm-hmm. I think so too, but they wouldn't have been able to get somebody that looked younger. I think to be able or looked younger was younger to be able to do such a like serious role. Quotations. Yeah. <laughs> but he's so young enough, and I really like that when he yelled, his voice cracked. Yes, yes, I like that too. Um, but I, for the most part, I thought his performance was pretty good and, and kind of unsettling. Mm-hmm. I think all the characters, and I, I think also in the writing you would be able to see it, um, that you kind of see the switch. Like, at the beginning, I didn't like the friend, because mm-hmm. I thought that he was, like, kind of like the person that I shouldn't like. But then I think that they did a good job switching the roles to kind of make the friend the one that you like the most mm-hmm. and the main character to be the kid that you like makes you uncomfortable. Uh, I thought that was interesting. Also, I think that hair and makeup did a really good job. Um, this is something that I know a lot of people wouldn't exactly think of, but it definitely wasn't all filmed in one night. Um, so for them to be able to replicate the looks over and over again i think should be applauded mm-hmm. wardrobe not so much <laughs> especially on uh the ex-boyfriend's turned around baseball cap with the sticker still on it yeah i thought that was not not it and they they also didn't like give him a good enough part like dacre montgomery is a great actor <laughs> Yes. And they made him seem like the worst actor in the entire world. Um, yeah. Anyways. He's Billy from Stranger Things, if mm-hmm. people don't, uh, don't put that together. But, yeah. I don't know. I didn't have much, as much of a problem with it than I think. Like, in the moment, I found it pretty enjoyable to watch. Um, but, yeah, if we're kind of picking at the stuff that didn't go well then yeah, I could see major flaws. But I do like that they did mention the whole Home Alone thing, like, do your Home Aloneing him with the paint can. Like, I think mm-hmm. that was good that they sort of mentioned that. Well, but- and they start off the movie when we first see 
the the two friends in the room they're they're talking about that right mm-hmm. that one i felt was good that one felt subtle because when he came out with the paint can and the rope they didn't you know i was like oh <laughs> no, i know exactly what they're doing but it felt when they were talking about it it didn't feel like they were setting it up as something that was one where i was like okay this is just some argument they've had they you know they're having or they had been having. I didn't think of it as like he's gonna do the home alone thing with the paint bucket. So I thought that one was all right. Mm-hmm. I loved the way that they did that. Actually, the um, the paint can, the the yellow paint inside the the blood after uh, that you don't see it. You just see yeah, um, like you don't see the gore. You just see yellow paint and and red paint as well. Um, to be the blood, I thought that was really effective and really uh, disgusting. I, I think that not seeing it was more effective than than if we actually did see the aftermath yeah. of what his head looked like. Do we see like a split? Is it kind of? Do we see a split second of it? Is it kind of like a hereditary type thing? Is there like a a very split second? Do you see something, but you're not exactly sure what you saw? No, it's like. It's like you see the paint and then eventually they like do a shot where like one of the kids is walking and you just kind of see the guy with the paint can like kind of stuck to his head. So you don't really see much. Yeah. But to see the, like you see the yellow paint, then you see the blood kind of drip down into it Mm -hmm. and you got that ketchup mustard kind of thing going on. And then there's a really great shot later they save it somebody walks in behind him and you see the the paint spatter and there's like the big like head void in the paint so it's like two yellow streaks yeah yeah that's that's interesting i thought it was really effective um so i i these are my my major issues i guess um one is for a movie that was made so recently, it, it bugged me at how victimized the female protagonist was. I would have liked to... Like, she, it, she wasn't weak, but she spent the majority of the movie just tied up and assaulted. Mm-hmm. But we do get that kind of, like, badass ending of her, kind of flipping the kid off as she goes in the ambulance. <sighs> yeah. That was... could have given her something more... I would have liked to have seen her put up more of a fight. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so I, that's my major issue. And I think that's maybe where I felt uncomfortable with it, that there's a, a girl being put in a position like this. And, and I guess I, I wanted a little bit more like Ripley from Aliens than this girl who's just being tied up. Um, and then the other part of it, for a horror a comedy? Um, is it a comedy? Like a dark comedy, maybe. I I didn't. Well, I didn't find it funny, yeah. um, and I didn't find it scary, and I, I didn't find it particularly entertaining. I I think the friend was in there for comedic relief. There was a couple times where I chuckled at some of the stuff he said. Mm-hmm. I I think he was supposed to be in there for. You know, like, make a joke every so often. But I also like how his character was able to, like, be emotional as well. Because I like when, like, he got shot the first time and was like, dude, I'm dying. Like, Mm -hmm. 
I think that he was able to also add emotion. But yeah, there was no comedy, in my opinion. But yeah, as soon as they said, like, we're going to play Truth or Dare, I was like, nope, this is not going well. (laughs) Anytime somebody says that in a movie, it's not going in a good direction. I think as well, uh, the movie might have a hard time because it focuses so much on the villain. Mm-hmm. Uh, like normally you want to root for I, I don't know I, I guess the girl could be the main character or the guy could be the main character um, but we spend so much time with him and then the end of the movie is will he get away with it or not and normally you're rooting for like Kevin McAllister and you want Kevin to, to, to get away with it or you want him to survive you want him to not have his house be mm-hmm. robbed um, but we're not rooting for this kid in the same way. Unmute yourself. Oh, all right. <laughs> Sorry. Um, that, yeah, that whole last bit where he was like going back and forth, like when he was having trouble with the pencil, I was like, yes, yes, you're going to get caught. You little horrible. <laughs> because I was like, and then when he got away, I was like, oh, darn it. Oh, he's knocking over all this stuff on the roof. This is it. He's like, no, nah, he didn't. And then he's in bed, and I was like, oh, man, is he sleeping now? Is he really going to get away with this? But then but then when the uh, one police officer was like, we got, we got a, she's alive down here. And, and then she, like, <laughs> and then he, like, flips him off. I was like, yes. And then it was, and then I got frustrated again by the, like, mid credit scene. I was like, oh, come on. Because <laughs> he wanted, <laughs> it, was, it was frustrating. Speaking about the credits, I, I really like the font. Yeah. The Christmas yeah, font really I thought like was fun. Yeah, I like that old Christmas card. Yeah. Um, I, maybe one of you can explain this to me. Uh, I thought it was going to go somewhere, but I, I'm pretty sure it doesn't. When she's driving at the beginning, she's heading over for the babysitting gig. There's a SUV that's following her. Oh, yeah. Whoa. Does that ever pay off? Is it a red no, herring? That. that doesn't come back, does it? I was like, oh, that's one of the boyfriends I was thinking from what I had maybe kind of pieced together, but that didn't that didn't go anywhere, did it? I, I don't think it does. And there was a, a, a weird, like, musical sting, like a kind of like... Da, da, da. Yeah. Well, well she, almost, she almost got into a car accident, right? She stops, and then when she, she tells her mom, oh, no, it was like, like, I almost hit a cat or something, and then she starts going again. Then you see the SUV, like, pull up kind of like in turn to follow her and so i don't know it might be a red herring but it seemed a little cheap i think you're supposed to imagine that that's the home invader maybe but yeah it's kind of like that thing that you were saying this is kind of a this is kind of related but in that trick-or-treat movie where the dad and where like the dad the murder the murderer dad who's going to go carve a pumpkin with his son and he raises up a knife or he like puts the knife behind his back and it makes the audience think that he's going to kill his son, but he doesn't. And it's just kind of, why does he do that then? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That kind of thing. Well, you know why the, the film is doing it, but it doesn't necessarily make sense in the, yeah. the reality. Um, but, and that's kind of how I felt about a lot of trying to show the kid as being uh, a nice kid, like with the spider thing where it's, I, I know they're doing this to for misdirection, but it doesn't seem consistent with the rest of the movie. 
or the rest of the narrative when you when you see it all. Uh, I also would have liked to have seen maybe a little bit more of them dismantling their... You wouldn't really call them traps. But how they pulled off everything that they did, like like who threw the brick and the lights out front and triggering them to go on in the the BB gun in the backyard. I, I would have liked to... Like, Kevin... With Home Alone, a lot of the fun stuff is seeing Kevin, like, set up the house. We can't see him set up the house, so I, I would have liked to have seen him unset the house a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Kind of see, like, how he did it. And I hated the, the, the Santa Claus jump scares. Mm. Like, all of a sudden, Santa Claus is, like, in the front hallway. And then that they doesn't put actually make sense if you think about it in hindsight. Like, it, the kid wasn't there to put it. Yeah. <laughs> And she just went, she went to the door to get the pizza, and so she would have walked past Santa Claus, and then she turns around and he's there, and it freaks her out. Yeah, it's, it seems a little wonky. I thought there was going to be something with the, um, the mushrooms, too. I thought maybe... Oh, yeah, there was a, they drew a lot of attention to those mushrooms. Yeah, I, I thought they were going to be, like, like magic mushrooms, like a drug, and he picks them off of his pizza, so maybe he doesn't eat them, but she does, but... Oh, that would have been actually a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I I don't think I hated it, but uh, I I definitely didn't really like it. I don't think I hated it, but <laughs> it's all the things I hate. Um, anything else about it? The ending was frustrating. <laughs> yeah. With him wanting I, to go to the well, the hospital because that was like maybe it's kind of like that Nightcrawler ending where. He gets away, the, like the the protagonist gets away with it. Um, but I, I don't know. It, it didn't feel like it was just like, oh, like don't like it just kept going back and forth, back and forth. Oh, he's gonna make it. No, he's not gonna make it. Oh, he's gonna make it. And then yes, finally, he's. There's no way. He how is how that he how is he gonna get out of this one? She's going to the hospital, and then. I think maybe if, I think it was kind of like, and then the movie ends, and it's like, oh, finally, we're good. But then the fact that, like, less than a minute into the credits, I'm, like, it, the, we're back in the movie, and he's like, we should go to the hospital. It's like, oh. Yeah, I didn't see that. I didn't stay for the credits. No? Oh, you didn't? <laughs> no. Oh. It's not even that far into the credits. It's, like, maybe 30 seconds. Oh, no, I just. You're impatient. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't going to watch any of the credits either, but, like, on Prime, there was, like, a trivia thing in the corner, and I clicked it, and it said that, like, after the first set of credits, there's a scene, and I was like, oh, well, I guess I'll watch them then, but otherwise I would have missed it. Hmm. I missed it. I thought <laughs> so it was... back to the hospital? Pardon me? Wait, what happens? So she's taken away, and uh, he says to his mom, Mom, I'm, what's her name again? I forget. Ashley? Uh, Ashley. Mom, yeah. I'm worried about Ashley. I think maybe we should go to the hospital and, and see how she's doing. That's it? Pretty much. Yeah. Right. But at least... Okay, well, still, that doesn't do anything. It sets up the sequel. Is there... Or, yeah. Maybe, I, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, it could be like a sequel. It just frustrated me, though. Yeah, either end it like the person got away, or no, he didn't. Like... 
Well, you imagine he's going to get that. They were trying to was like set it up so you can kind of be like, oh well, does he get away with that? Like kind of just to frustrate you more. That that would have been good because you're like, well, okay, so she's flipped him off. She's still alive and she's going to get. She's going to get, you know, she's going to the hospital to get, to, you know, heal and all that. And then that kind of leaves it as like, oh, it's probably a happy ending, but he might have something else up his sleeve. But this way it's like, he's, you know, it's not over, you know, like it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just looked it up and there's no plan for a sequel. Oh, no. and for a movie that came out in 2016, <laughs> they would tell you by now. Uh, a little trivia. What if, it's like a, what if it's like a Bill and Ted situation? <laughs> <laughs> they do a sequel like like 25 years later. She's still in the hospital? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, did anybody well, notice they, how... They, they just ignore it. They, it's a direct sequel that's like the same night. And they just ignore that they're much older. Mm. They don't... <laughs> Or they do like the aging thing. Did anybody notice the the doorknobs were all ridiculously high? In the yes, house? I think I did. Yeah, when I was like, I was like, man, if we were watching this like all together, I would point this out. <laughs> like they gotta reach up for it. Apparently, it was filmed in Australia, and and that's how their doors are. Mm. Yeah, I knew that. The kid was Australian, so that's also a tick for him to be able to do that. Apparently, all of the actors were Australian, with the exception of the parents. Yeah. Really? That's good for them, honestly. For being that young. Doing an accent like that. Yeah. Uh, Do we want to uh, give letter grades? Sure. Yeah? (laughs) I'll go first. Okay. I say a C. I, 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 it's competent, but it, if it's a horror movie and I, I got the sense that it was supposed to be kind of comedic, I didn't find it scary or funny. Um, but it, it looked okay. I, I think that it did unsettle me and it, it probably intended to. Um, but uh, I, I, I had some, some issues that kind of took me out of it which uh was sort of unfortunate so it's fine i don't think i'll go back to it as a as a christmas movie no um i'll go i'll give it like a b yeah i'll give it a b i don't know i didn't hate it i didn't love it it has its flaws but you gotta give them props for some things thomas um, I'm trying to think. I, I'm kind of like not sure where I would put it. And I know a lot of the times when we're still doing the number grades, I would do like a three point five. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't know. Would like a C plus? Would a C plus be like a three point five? Uh, yeah, yeah, e- around there. Minus. Yeah. Okay. So I'll get. I'll give it a C plus because I'm not. I didn't love it, but I didn't dislike it either, but I still don't really know how I felt about it. I watched it, like, an hour and a half. Like, I watched it, and then there was, like, 20 minutes before the podcast. <laughs> so I still need to sit on it and, you know, like, think about it. Maybe sleep on it is maybe the better. Um, I don't know. So, yeah, 3.5 C+. I'm 
still not sure. I'm halfway about it. I need to think about it, though. Okay. Jack, give it a letter grade. Um, I'll probably give it also like a C or a C plus. It's, I definitely say I can't, I don't hate it, but I probably wouldn't ever watch it again, at least in a, for a while. Um, I found it, I found it at times, like it definitely had its, it's like, I don't know, like a unique feeling I, I kind of had from it. Or hadn't seen a movie like do kind of like what it did before and but it didn't really get my interest because it was kind of just trickled on slowly okay and the yeah the ending was kind of unsatisfying for a, a lot of people probably so all right Bev? Um, I'd probably also give it, like, a C. Maybe even a C-, because, like, I feel like I didn't get a lot from it other than comfort and a bit of homage to Home Alone. Like, I'm not, I'm probably never going to watch it again. I probably won't even think about it again, honestly. Um... And the only part that I feel like I really bite it out so much. But other than that, it's nothing. Okay. Um, according to Common Sense Media, uh, parents need to know that Better Watch Out is a Christmas-themed dark comedy horror movie that's definitely not for younger viewers. While the grossest violence is left to the imagination, which could be more disturbing, frankly, plenty of terrible things happen on screen, including death via shotgun blast, stabbing, and more, as well as, a, uh, as, well as cruelty and torture. There's also frequent strong language, tween teen drinking and drug use, and non-graphic sexuality. Bottom line, it's too intense and twisted for most young teens. Um, I would like to make a recommendation. If nobody's seen this other movie, it's similar in a lot of ways, um, and I think a lot better. Um, it is um, Your Next. It's uh, also a home invasion kind of holiday-themed uh, spooky movie, and uh, I think it does a, a better job. I, I know a lot about that one, like, I know, like, the ending and all that, but I would still like to watch that this year if that's a possibility. I've never seen it. Yeah, we could. It's, it's, it's kind of like, yeah, it, it's home, it, it, it does what this movie does, really. It's like I home, also, but I think it's better. Yeah, like, I, I've seen, I've seen several clips from it, but I've never actually seen it all the way through, but I've, I've heard, I've. It, it, I think as it like do like a good job at like going from like comedic to like really serious and it like does it well I didn't find it very funny um, but I, I think as uh, it's got some strong characters I think the, the setting is is used well um, it's got some really good set pieces I do I, think I, it's peculiar that the uh, Amazon rated it 18 plus for the rating? For the, like, parent advisory rating? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You I think... think 
I would say like 14A are kind of nude, but 18 plus is usually like high nudity graphing, but I didn't really think that it would need a 18 plus. Yeah. I think probably we'll put it over. We're going to do a little uh, exploration in media studies for um, the rating boards. Um, it's kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. But um, I think we'll probably put this one over was probably the drug use and the drinking. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, but like and, American Psycho is only 14A. Yeah. So, and that, you see more violence and gore in that than you do in this. For sure. And like drinking and drugs in this movie i think it's because it was young kids yes. using it yeah but yeah um that felt very awkward to just see him like drinking like like champagne from like a bottle yeah it was just like weird and it was like this is like weird to wash just like i don't know well and he also seems a lot younger than he than i think he's supposed to be because he's got a babysitter yeah yeah okay uh, favorite Christmas characters? Um, yeah. Not all of us have five, but do you want to... We could start off at five and then go around the room, whoever has a five. We do all of our fives, and then we do all of our fours, and all of our threes, all of our twos, all of our ones? Yep. Okay. So I will start off. I'm going to pull up my list because I will forget. Um, my number five is Marv from Home Alone. Hmm. He's the curly-haired uh, thief, uh, the one who um, uh, walks up the stairs and has the nails go through his feet and also has the spider go on his face and he gets the the um, the iron to the head. I like Marv quite a bit. I don't have a five. Okay. Bev <laughs> does. Um, my number five is simply Santa, um, just in general, because, I don't, know, I don't know, he's pretty basic, um, I think he should do something else with his hair. He should what? He should do something else with his hair. Oh, okay. Santa? Yeah. Like what, like a mohawk? Yeah, or like if he did like half and half, like half of it should be like green or red mm. to match his suit. I think that'd be cool. He could be like an e-boy Santa. Yeah. Do you have a favorite Santa? Um, I don't know. Maybe I... like I like the Santa in Alien. Why? seemed like better than the other Santas. I really liked Santa from Rise of the Guardians. Mm. The kind of big, kind of beefy, tattooed Santa. I thought that was kind of cool. Okay. Any other fives? My four is Max from The Grinch. I love that little dog. Especially when he's like, pretending to be a reindeer. Yeah, like Jim, like Jim Carrey Grinch? Oh, no, I hate that one. Max oh. is still okay, but I, I hate that version. I would go with either the classic or the uh, the most recent Grinch. They put that on Netflix. Like, yeah, we watched it last night. Cute. 
And uh, and I kind of I I was ready to hate it, um, mm-hmm. because like I, I like the original quite a bit, and the idea of, of taking that short like twenty two minute animated movie and turning it into an hour and a half, um, and maybe telling me the origin story of the Grinch didn't really appeal to me. But I thought it was I thought it was sweet and it was really pretty. It looked good too. Yeah. So Max, uh, any other fours? Um, my number four is the original Grinch, like the cartoon one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like um this little like squirrely thing at the top of his head. <laughs> I like when he smiles and his his the corners of his mouth twirl up into little curly cues. Yeah. I um I have a number four. Okay. Uh. Mel Gibson Santa from Fat Man. Okay. He's kind of another, like, kind of, like, gruff, you know, like, tough Santa Claus. Um, I think he does a... It's it's a new movie. It just came out, like, this year. But I think he does a pretty good job in the role. Okay. My number... Three is uh, Perry from uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, um, a uh, Shane Black uh, Christmas action mystery movie, um, and Perry is played by Val Kilmer, and uh, he is a homosexual hitman, and he's pretty endearing. I have a, I have a three. Does anybody else have any uh, other threes? Yeah, I got one. I, I do vlog after you. What was that? Like? <laughs> Bab, you're kind what? of cutting out a little bit. Huh? <laughs> you're cutting out a little bit. What did you say last? Oh, I said I have three, but I'll go after you. Oh, okay. So Thomas, or who who do you want to go after? You want to go after Thomas or Jack? It doesn't matter. Okay, Jack, you go. Um, for my number three, I didn't have a top five, but for my number three, I have Oogie Boogie from Nightmare Before Christmas. Nice. Oh. Ah, that's a good one. I like that you're uh, going with the Nightmare Before Christmas as being a Christmas movie because it is. <laughs> It is. Uh, are we gonna get into this again? No, we're not. We don't need to because it's it's true. <laughs> it it's a Christmas <laughs> movie. I started a controversy. It's in the Christmas oh, well. section of Disney Plus. This was this was a discussion that we had on a podcast last year. Yeah. So <laughs> Nobody will ever win that argument, ever. <laughs> okay, go Thomas. I just take it as both. <laughs> Thomas. Number three. Um, my number three was Kurt Russell Santa from the Christmas <laughs> Chronicles. He's he's great in that role. He's so funny. He's like, great some, in everything. Like there's some things that he says, like that are just like really funny. Like I think there's a scene when he's just like telling the kids in the sleigh to just like 
I think they're like trying to deliver presents and like and they're like what do we do and she's like chuck them out chuck them out like they're he's just like telling them like throw them like just the way he says it and stuff is, is funny and also his look you know we can't we can't have an oddity film society podcast without talking about Kurt Russell's beard and hair so it's and it's pretty great. I'm happy you brought that up because I was trying to figure out a way that I could uh, have uh, <laughs> Kurt Russell from The Thing on my list. Uh, McCready. Oh, yeah, that is kind of a... It's wintry. I don't know if it's Christmassy. Yeah, yeah I don't think it's Christmas, but it's definitely wintry. Um, okay, now it's Bev. Yeah. So my number three is Aunt Susan from Holiday. Because I feel like she's a good reflection of how I'm going to be in the future. <laughs> Which is how? Um, drinking, partying, a lot of different men. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy I asked. <laughs> okay. Um, I'd like to point out for people they can't see which is anybody other than us um bev looks like she's in a horror movie she's in <laughs> complete darkness with just the light from her phone illuminating her face uh my number two is uh from uh, nightmare before christmas because it's a christmas movie um it's the behemoth character which is the really big guy with the hatchet in his head who uh, approaches the uh, Easter Bunny and says, Bunny! <laughs> I like him a lot. I'll go. Okay, finally. <laughs> um, mine's Mr. Narwhal from Elf. He's the guy that goes like, Bye, buddy, hope you find your dad. I thought about putting that on my list. <laughs> I think he's really cute, and... I don't know, it just reminds me of elementary school because, like, my class used to all say it together when it when he said it, and it just makes me happy. So, yeah. Nice. Uh, Thomas. Um, Marv from Home Alone. Nice. Um, I, I think he's just... I, I used to love, like, like, quoting all, like, the lines he said, like, all the... Harry, I've reached the top, and, like, all that, like, just all, like, the strange stuff that he says that I feel like if it was said by somebody else, like, it wouldn't maybe give as much of an impact, but I feel like, uh, uh, who's the actor who plays him again? Daniel Stern. Uh, I think he really puts a lot of character into him, mm -hmm. into that, to that role. 100%. Uh, Jack, number two. Uh, I got John McClane from Die Hard. That's pretty fantastic. It's a good call. Yeah. We might be going back to Die Hard for yeah, somebody's number you, one. You don't get a lot of Christmas movies like that. Nope. And it's definitely unique. That's why I like his character so much. Bev, number two? My number two is the head elf from Rudolph because he's large and in charge and makes all the elves sing to Santa. <laughs> okay. Are you talking about the, <laughs> like the, the claymation-y one? Um, yeah, like yeah. from Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Okay, that's great. Thank you. Uh, my number one is from Die Hard, but it's not John McClane, it's Hans Gruber. 
he is one of my favorite uh, villains. I think he's oozing uh, charisma, and he's compelling. He's a kind of bad guy that you know is awful, but you kind of want to cheer for him for some reason anyways. That's my number one favorite Christmas character. Uh, what about the rest of y'all? Mine is Herbie the Dentist from Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I think he's adorable. <laughs> Could you do an impression? No. Okay. <laughs> I don't do impressions. Uh, Jack. Oh, no, I, I kind of have a... It's a choice, because I have two I really like for Go number one. Do but, both of them. Well, of course, I have Jack Skellington, and then Gizmo. Nah, I didn't even think about Gremlins. Oh. Yeah, I only had a... I only had four. Both good choices. What a... Yeah... Okay, Thomas. Number um, one. Ralphie from A Christmas Story. Nice. And, you know, he's just kind of one of those characters that, like, I don't know, I just, just a good character, I guess. There's also his brother, who is who's pretty good. I, a lot of the characters in that movie, mm-hmm. pretty much all of the characters in that movie are fun and memorable. I contemplated putting the leg lamp on my list. <laughs> but I, I didn't think that that would be taken as a it's character. It's a pretty legendary character. You didn't think it would be very... I didn't think it would be taken as a character. Mm. Although it's got lots of character. Yeah. Um... Yeah. Okay. Bev. Number one Christmas um, character. My number one is the abominable snowman from Rudolph. <laughs> um... I don't know. I just like him after he gets his teeth pulled out. Is Rudolph the one with the uh, the Island of Misfit Toys? Yes. Yeah. I it's like, like the best Christmas movie, hands down. Yeah. yeah. I like any of the claymation ones. It's not mm-hmm. as good as Die Hard. I've never seen Die Hard. We need to fix that. Well, we know what we're watching. <laughs> We're canceling this podcast. We're watching Die Hard right now. <laughs> okay. Um, I am going to uh, end our recording. So, uh, Have a day, listeners. That's what I was waiting for. Hey listeners, it's Thomas here again. I know we just signed off, but I'm just popping in to wish everyone an A1 holiday. See ya!